All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome in another episode of the Detroiter presented by the second string. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, um, talking Motor City and the Mitten State. Let's get into it. The second episode. I've been so excited leading into the launch of this show. I'm leading into, for those of you who don't know, who are coming over, first time listeners, I've been running a podcast called the second string pod for over a year now where I've been doing Detroit sports, Michigan, Michigan State. And then I've been doing, I like to talk about just random stories, things that happens to me, random jokes, just shit I notice in life. Um, more comedy based, like uh, just random topic show. That's what I did it all together. I used to do it all together. I broke off the sports segment. That's what we're doing here now. Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, Spartans, Wolverines. That's what we're doing here. And then the rest of the comedy, like random shit, I'm still doing over there. So welcome in. Um, not much Mitten State today. There's not much MSU Michigan stuff. The only thing that MDEN signs a deal with U of M to sell the jerseys. Remember when MSU, it was like, oh, powered by Rocket Mortgage or whatever the fuck they, they had their little catchphrase as. And everyone's like, powered by Rocket Mortgage. Where, where are those same people? Oh, sponsored by the MDEN. Dude, the day that Rocket Mortgage thing happened, it was like everyone's getting their jokes off and I'm sitting there looking around like, I, what do you, I don't understand what's funny. Like, do these people not realize one year from now, literally every single team that's at any university worth a damn will be sponsored by some corporate company? Like, oh, Rocket Mortgage, like that's so lame of MSU to do that. You think Michigan's not going to be sponsored by someone? You think Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, you think they're going to just be like, nah, we don't. We don't want a hundred more million dollars just to write sponsored by rocket mortgage we don't want your free money you think that's really going to happen no shit they were everyone's going to get sponsored emma or u of m inks the deal with m then i don't know m then's going to make a shitload of money good for them getting in there and jumping on that although i guess they've probably had to have had a deal with michigan this entire time but it is cool that they'll sell jerseys kind of now it's like we're waiting for msu to do it. we're waiting for everyone to do it everyone will come around <laughs> All this NIL stuff, all I can think about is just like Cassius Winston, man. That guy, that guy, if he would have just born, been born four years later, like if he was coming into MSU right now, whoo, talk about getting the bag. That dude would have made a sickening, a sickening amount of money at Michigan State, like hundreds of thousands of dollars at MSU, if not more. That dude was. A, on MSU's campus, obviously, he was a god. But that dude was like a national college basketball celebrity. He was fucking he was fucking crazy how big he was. Poor guy. I mean, me alone, I still sell those clean as fuck Cassius Winston, the casual Cassius designs. I made those his senior year. Dude, if, if the NIL existed, if I could have worked with Cassius, like, hey, Cassius, you throw up an Instagram, like, I'll make the shirts, I'll take care of the rest. You just hit the fucking story button on your Instagram. He would have made a shitload of money off that. And I'm a kid living in my parents' place who's just trying to do something with himself, trying to trying to fucking give content and create a brand and create design. Like, I'm just me going off on a tangent. I'm not the M-Den. I'm not, like, Nike approaching Cassius Winston. If he would have partnered with me, he would have made a million bucks. So... I can only ever think like, that's just all I think of. like Johnny Menzel too. Like that guy would have maybe made more than he did in the NFL with an NIL bill. I swear to God. 
anyways, not much more. I don't know. There's no football. We're still like in the in-between stage before football, obviously a while to go before the basketball seasons get in the gear. I will say um, the MSU hoops social accounts have started their little phase of putting up workout videos, <laughs> whether it's guys just lifting weights, like 15 second snippets of a dude lifting weights or like Tyson Walker fucking there was one today. He's just riding a bird around East Lansing. Like doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't tell me anything about the team. It, I'm not like, oh man, these guys are going to be sick this year. It does hype me up though. I am like, fuck yeah, baby. Like I'm ready to get upset. I'm ready to complain about the refs. I'm ready to just be uptight for 40 minutes a night in cold weather. Like I'm ready for hoops to come around. I will say that. I'm excited. The the hype videos, the workout videos, they're getting me in the mood. What I do want to talk about today, I should have said this off the top, special, special episode. Thank you. Thank you to these guys. Nick Hankel joins me, an absolute stallion on YouTube right now. If you've heard of me, if you found this, you've absolutely heard of him, Pistons expert, and another friend of mine, Eli Bashi, another Pistons expert, another guy that if you've heard of me, you've probably heard of him. They were humble enough, kind enough to join me, do some Pistons talk. We talk about Cade. Cade was at the Tigs game yesterday, so it's all but over. It's all but guaranteed. It's all but mailed, signed, sealed, delivered, whatever expression that he will be a piston. I've been saying it for fucking weeks. I've been being bombarded. I'm selling those cage shirts. Nick's been promoting them. I've been selling those cage shirts. People, oh, it's going to be so funny. The shirt's going to be hilarious when he plays for the Rockets. Fuck. I fucking told you, guys. He's been a piston this entire time. Reality needs to catch up. Manifest destiny. He's been a piston. So we talk about Cade, we talk about the Pistons, we talk about how we've known all along he was a Piston, we talk about maybe some hypotheticals like, oh, would we trade Cade? And then we talk about Milwaukee and other basketball. We just talk about a lot of stuff. The main center is the Stones and Cade, but we get into a lot of stuff. So I'll put that at the back half of this episode after the break. But thank you to those guys for joining me. Listen through, obviously, for that, for that little group powwow. It was a good time. Before we get there, though, We do touch a little bit on the Wings and the Lions, actually, when I'm with Nick and Eli, but I want to go in a little more depth. Um, First things first, the Tigers. I wrote a blog yesterday, wrote a blog today. The Detroit Tigers right now, games for uh, postponed because the weather's absolute ass. My fucking dog's laying at my feet, freaking out over the storm. The Detroit Tigers, I know it's only been four games. I I am fully aware. I am fully aware. I know the Twins stink. I know the Texas Rangers stink. I get it. I know it's only been four games. I know we're still seven under 500. The Detroit Tigers, this second half, I've watched three out of the four games all the way through. In the fourth game, I caught like two or three innings. This team, A, has become fun to watch out of absolutely fucking nowhere. B, rakes. They dropped a 14 spot on Texas yesterday, just pounding the ball. That sixth inning, they couldn't get out if they tried. It was absolute next man up, next man up, keep the line moving. They couldn't get out if they fucking tried. Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera acting like it's 2013. He had like six RBIs in one inning. It was fucking incredible. Akil Badu is an absolute monster. He's hitting for power. He's hitting for average. He's stealing bases. Like this dude, Minnesota gave him for – to us for free. I don't know if he 
took hand-eye coordination classes over the offseason. I don't know if he got in the gym for the first time in his life. Maybe he had a growth spurt. I don't know what happened to him, but I don't understand how – the guy's 22. I don't understand how Minnesota looked at him last year and said, ah, he's worth nothing. And all of a sudden, he comes to Detroit, 22 years old. He's leading the order off. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting for average, and he's stealing bases. And they just gave him to us. Like, talk about boosting the rebuild. How about that for something going Detroit's way? Like, every every step of the way in the Tigers' rebuild, it's felt like we've kind of been in mud, like one step forward, two steps back. Finally, all the pieces we have to this point, we've drafted. We've, we've gotten on our own whether it's guys like Candelario, however much you want to consider them part of moving forward or scope, or guys who drafted my Scooball, Torkelson, Green. How about that? We just get gifted a piece of the rebuild. Hey, you guys want a leadoff man that can play any any of the positions in the outfield? He's going to hit for average and hit a few home runs too, and by the way, he steals bases. You guys want that guy? Oh, and he's 22. Also, he's funny. He fucking is going to create – he's going to hit a bases-clearing triple and then create a meme. Like, you guys want that guy for free? Yeah, we'll take him. Like, uh, yeah, top of the order guy, hitting 280, hitting for power. Yeah, we'll take him. He's 22. How about that? When's the last time Detroit has just been, like, gifted? Like, the gods just handpicked something, and they were like, here you go. Here you go, Detroit. You just get a free asset. How's that sound? This team, Mize, I know they're on the pitching restriction. He was fucking outstanding in the four innings he pitched yesterday. Or maybe it was five. Scooble's been pretty good. Turnbull just announced today he's going to have Tommy John. Stinks is what it is. I mean, nothing you can do about it. Hopefully he comes back healthy. It's kind of like inevitable, it feels like, at this day and age in, in Major League Baseball. Like, if you pitch, you will have Tommy John. I guess bright side of it, silver lining, I'd rather have him go get Tommy John now when this year, although it has been fun, although we are only seven games back, sure, sure. And before I go to bed every night, I'm like, is there a chance this team makes a wild card run? Even though we could use them for things like that, if they did come to fruition, get healthy now. Get healthy now while Mize and Scooble are still not te- really full go. Get healthy now when we don't have Torkelson, when we don't have Green, when we haven't signed Carlos Correa. Like, better to have Tommy John now than in two, three years when it's like, shit, there goes the third man in the rotation that we were counting on to win a World Series. So, it sucks, is what it is. It's kind of just like the way shit is in baseball right now. And hey, all those people complaining, me being one of them, just because I like watching Mize and Scooble pitch, this is exactly why. That's exactly why A.J. Hinch and Federer are doing that, because they don't want these guys to get injured when we fucking need them. They, we, they don't want these guys to miss a season when it is one of those seasons that's the window, one of the seasons that's like, oh, we drafted you for when you're 26 and absolutely shoving, and we're trying to win the AL Central. We don't want them to miss that season. We don't. So you know what? If we're going to sacrifice the season when they're 23 and we're going to finish third and it doesn't really matter anyway and we're still kind of waiting for other young dudes to come up, so be it. I Got to live with that. The Tigers have been – the Tigers have been mwah, absolute mwah to watch recently though. It's – Again, in my blog, I said it like it's it's just refreshing. I've said this on here or on my old podcast too, or the other podcast, I should say, so many times. Like just having something positive going that isn't, and I talked to Nick and Eli about this, that isn't just like, oh, 
they got a new GM, which means like hopefully in four years they're good. Oh, they got a new coach, which hopefully in three years it helps. Like it's nice to celebrate something that's actually happening. Like, oh, the Tigers actually in the last two and a half months are one of the best teams in baseball. That's cool. Oh, the Tigers have won four straight since the break. Oh, the Tigers in the last two months are like a top six record in the league. Oh, Mises looked great. Scoobles looked good. Akil Badu's incredible. Like, it's nice to point at something on the field right now and be like, "That's this is a good thing that's happening in Detroit. Not, oh, this is a good thing that happened. So hopefully in three years, it comes to fruition. It's nice to just be able to look at something, even if it is a team that's seven games under 500 still, and say, hey, positive things. They've improved. They figured it out. They started off terribly, and here they are, one of the better teams in the league lately. That's fucking fun. It's a baseball town. It's a sports town. That's fucking fun. They have fun players. Scope hits ding-dongs. Akil Badu is an absolute menace in every sense of the word. The rotation has been kind of great. The bullpen's been pretty good. Like They're figuring it out. It's nice. Another big thing, the Red Wings. Steve Eiserman. I have a little bit of a take. I, I posted the Twitter video the day it happened. Couldn't contain myself. Sue me. I fucking love the Red Wings. For those of you also that are new, I think I laid it out in the first episode, but the Wings and the Lions are my squad. Lions first, then Wings, and then Michigan State teams. Those are my, like, babies. I still like the Tigers, obviously, like the Pistons. Still follow them, but those are the guys, those are the four teams that I'm like, will not miss a game. Steve Eiserman trades Richard Panic second-round pick for Nick Letty from the New York Islanders. We are taking on the four and a half mil cap hit. I think it's four and a half mil Letty's making for this last year of his deal. And we're retaining half of panic salary. Interesting trade. Interesting trade. I'll tell you why. I know a lot of people, there were some mixed reviews when it happened on Twitter. I think since most people have kind of come around to it, they see the logic and I think I'm one of those people. I think I, I mean, I see the logic. I understand why Steve did it. I will say not my favorite move he's made as the general manager of the Red Wings. I loved the Mantha move he made earlier than the season. How couldn't you? It looks like it's all but genius or that doesn't make sense. It looks like it's all but perfect. I don't fucking know. This move a little strange. So we traded Mantha this year because he was 26 Obviously wasn't really producing how we had hoped. Is that fair to say? Um, he's gone. Steve Eiserman didn't really fit the timetable, he says. Didn't fit in our window to win. Okay, fair. Okay, fine. I can live with that. It's a lot easier to justify that too when he's kind of underperforming, when he's a little lazy on the back check. Fine. Nick Letty, though, I think he's 29 or he's 30. He, okay. Okay. Uh, he fits the timetable. That doesn't really add up, but okay. Um, and then we're going to retain half of Panic's salary. Not, I mean, Rich Panic's not making a ton of cash, right? He's not making double digits, but still, well, well why? We're And we're going to throw in a second. Again, I know we have three seconds, or we had three seconds, so getting rid of one of them, like not the worst-case scenario, <laughs> worst-case Ontario, um, but still, my question is this, A, why are we taking on Letty, who's 29-30, when Mantha was 26 and wasn't in the timetable? That doesn't really add up. B, I know we have a ton of picks in this draft. I know we have a ton of second rounders, but why are we giving up one? We're not like in a – like we 
we don't need more or we we're not in a position to say we don't need more young good players we're actually quite the opposite we should we should want every draft pick we're still in a stage of let's stockpile as many young dudes with potential as we can and hopefully 25% of them hopefully more than that pan out and turn this NHL team into a Stanley Cup team right don't love giving away the pick. Don't love taking on a 29-year-old when a 26-year-old isn't in the timetable. And then don't love retaining half a panic salary. I know we have an insane amount of cap room. I get that. I know we're not going to use that cap room this year probably. We'll sign enough guys to field the team, right? We're not making we're not going out and offer shooting Cal McCarr. We're not doing that. But I just I still don't totally get it. Now, on the flip side, I I I get the logic. Nick Letty comes in, he's gonna be on the top pairing. A guy, obviously the Islanders made a run to the final four this year. A guy who's won, uh, didn't win the cup. Okay, obviously. But still, he's won. He's won playoff series. He's been in those moments. He's a locker room guy. He's a veteran, right? He's a good player too. Nothing wrong with Nick Letty on the ice. He's a good player. And then for me, the one reason I'm like, all right, fair. Someone needs to play with Mo Sider, right? Mo Sider is going to be our Victor Hedman. He's going to be our Norris Trophy guy. He's going to lead this team into the next golden age. Probably better idea to not just throw him to the dogs and have him playing with bums. Let's bring in a guy who knows what he's doing, a guy who can mentor Mo along the way, a guy, fuck, maybe Nick Letty. I'll learn a thing or two from Mo Sider. Maybe they they just make each other better. So I get it in that regard. Somewhat like a veteran presence, someone to season up Mo a bit. I don't hate it from that standpoint. And I guess when you talk about, okay, we'll take on Letty's salary, we'll we'll keep half a Ponic salary. Okay, you have all the cap room. Like I said, you're not going to make any crazy signings this offseason. You're not going to spend it, and you don't get fucking points or anything for having cap room. So I guess it's like, all right, you got to spend it somewhere. Fair enough. But for me, this is the kicker in the trade. I'm kind of eh with it. So-so is what it is. I see the pros to it. I I see the cons to it, I, I guess. I, maybe that's not the best way of saying it. I see why you, people would say it's a good trade, and I, I see why people would say it's a bad trade. For me, I think you still got to move Letty at the deadline. I think this is a trade I hope Steve Eiserman made with the intention of, all right, we're going to bring in an asset. This guy can play. He just went to the Final Four with the Islanders. He, 29-30, he's still got some some years left in him. He's a veteran guy. Okay, let's bring him in. He'll season up Mo half the season. He'll talk to the guys, just establish a bit of a culture. Deadline day comes around. There's going to be teams making runs at the cup. There always are. You want Nick Letty? Take him. Give us a first-round pick. Boom. I think that's got to be the play. If if that is the motive, if if Steve Eiserman, like that's the blueprint he went into this trade with, we'll bring on Letty. He'll season some guys. We'll flip them at the deadline for a first. I, then, in that case, I love it. The Ponic salary, who gives a shit? You may as well use the cap room. Like I said, you don't get anything for not using it, so it's whatever. And then you turn the second-round pick into a first-round pick. That's fucking shrewd. And along the way, you get a little bit of experience in the locker room. You get these younger dudes around a guy who just made a deep playoff run, who knows what it fucking takes, where they don't have a clue. A lot of these guys that would be considered – 
I guess, veterans or that have been with the team for a while, like Larkin. I wouldn't consider them, I guess, veterans, but he's been with us for, what, like five, six years? Bertuzzi, Kronik, a lot of those guys that have been around Detroit for a minute now, they still don't know shit about what it te- what it means to be a winning team. They don't know what that feels like. They don't know what, what like, the – the leadership sounds like or looks like in a winning in a winning room. They don't know what any of that is. Hopefully Nick Letty can provide some of that, give him a little bit of a blueprint. Then he parts ways. He I would assume probably wants to win wants to win a cup. Not going to do that in Detroit this year. You go try to win a cup, we get a first out of it. Bang. Bang. Boom. If that's the motive, again, impossible for me to know. I don't fucking hang out with Steve Eiserman. If that's the motive, if that was his idea and his plan going in, love the trade. Makes perfect sense. On the flip side, if he made that trade and right now Steve Eiserman's hanging out in Bloomfield Hills thinking, man, Nick Letty's going to be a hell of a player. I can't wait to watch him wear the winged wheel all season. Don't love that. Don't love that at all. Don't love that at all. Is what it is, though. I guess I trust Stevie. Again, we I got into this with uh, Nick and Eli, but it's like we have these GMs now where it's like I just blindly follow anything they do because they are who they are. I don't know, Steve. This is the first time I've been like, eh, they'll love it. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we will get into the interview with Nick Hankel and Eli Bashi talking some Pistons. All right. I'm joined with by Nick Hankel, Eli Bashi, gentlemen. How are we doing? Thank you guys for joining me. I gotta say, I went back and listened to the last time I was on this show, just as like a reference, because I wanted to see if there was anything that we could look back on and say, haha, that was funny. And you know it was pretty haha funny the last time I was on this show about a month and a half ago, maybe we're, two months ago. We were talking about Kate and how it's foregone. We were talking, but there was also a little bit of because we did bring up the point where the Pistons had never moved up in the history of the lottery. And the only way that we do that this year is if we get the first pick. So we were like, you know, who, you know, it doesn't, it, the odds aren't great. And here we are. It happened. I heard that clip too. I don't even know why I was listening to it. And I, you were like, oh, well, if we get one and we get Cade, then all our problems are solved. And it's like, look how far we've come now. Mm, how we, I mean, how do we feel? We, it's over. It's determined. He's going to wear the red, white, and blue, probably win like five championships here. How do we feel about that? Man. Eli, go ahead. We, we're we on a new high for the past, what, month? We've been just on a high, and we are not coming down until, not even until we see Cade in a Pistons jersey. It's, we're just staying up here. We're up here. Permanently. Indefinitely. Up. Indefinitely up here. There was like a, obviously when we won the lottery, there was like a three or four day period where as a Pistons fan, anything that you tweeted was going to bang. Like this, everybody was so happy. Like the mood was so great. And then it kind of dissipated. It died. It went away. And we all like still knew like, wow, Cade's on our team. But like, you know what I mean? Like that feeling had sort of gone away a little bit. I got to say, it definitely came back last night when Cade was in Detroit. And at the Tigers game and taking pictures, it felt so real again. And I think I think it, the feeling is kind of already starting to go away a little bit. But we only have about a week until the draft. And as soon as he walks across that stage, which I don't know, by the way, if you guys have seen the draft hats this year for Detroit. The, wait, no, I'm thinking of baseball ones. I know I've seen I've been seeing some hats where it's like they're like spelling stuff out with different letters, but I think there may be tigers hats and they don't look great. I don't know. The if Pistons the draft hats, the Pistons ones. I don't know how to explain it. Eli, I don't know if you could, they're freaking sweet. 
And the NBA is cracked out of their mind because they're like, we got to we got to make Cade look real good. And he's going to look real good walking <laughs> across the stage, putting Smart. that hat on. Yeah, I, it's funny, too, that we've been trying to do this for a bit now. And at yesterday, like you said, was like a, like a second wind of like, oh, shit, Detroit is just back. The Tigers are absolutely murdering Texas. Cade Cunningham's soaking it in, being showered by the peasants of Detroit. He's from Texas, by the way. So I wonder how he felt about that. He probably loved it, dude. That he, he better get used to it real quick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like a second, like, oh, wow. This is actually like Detroit may not be the worst sports, like performance city soon. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as somebody, because you, Nick, I think you, you sort of talk about all the teams. I know you're a big, like, you just like all the teams. Yeah, the like Lions it. and the Wings are definitely my, like, more, um, I'm locked in all the time. Teams. You like the uh, you like the trade that Stevie just made? Good and bad. There's, I mean, like, he traded away a draft pick yeah. for a guy who's 29, where it's like, I don't, we just traded Mantha last year, who was 26, because he didn't, didn't fit the window, but we just traded for a 29-year-old. So, I don't know, but he's the smartest guy on earth, so I trust yeah. him. Eli, do you know who would never trade a draft pick? Um, Trader Troy. There you go. Eli knows. My favorite quote was, we're not in the business of getting off first-round picks just to trade bad contracts. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I yes. trust them. No matter what, I trust them. Which, wait, has Troy has Troy traded a pick yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Houston thing. He traded in the, like, the Christian Wood sign-in trade. He gave yeah. up a pick there. But other than that, uh, no, right? But it hasn't conveyed yet. So That's true. He technically has not. There's an asterisk next to it. You're yeah. right. But so other than that, though, he hasn't he hasn't done that. I don't. Think I don't he know. Has. I don't know if he attached one to Bruce or something. No, uh, we we got uh, Toronto's second. Yeah, you're right. So it was John and Musa and the least favorable of three second rounders that Brooklyn owned at the time. We got the Toronto one. We did the Derrick Rose trade, which we got a pick back. We did the Corey Joseph trade, where we got two picks back. Right. Which was just like, man, Kings being Kings, man. Monty McNair, who had otherwise done a pretty decent job in his first year in Sacramento as their GM, bananas trade. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, Troy's been great. And I've said this a few times, like, I don't like how complacent we are with having a perfect GM because at some point he's going to do something gonna, stupid. Yeah. And, and I don't know how we're going to react to that. And it really worries me because we're expecting that he's just every move is amazing. And I wonder if even at the moment that that bad move happens, if we're going to convince ourselves that it was a good move just because of his track record up to that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like reverse psychology ourselves. Just yeah. Because of the name. Just because we've been conditioned to believe that he's, well, our savior, which I mean, by Eli and I's best approximation, <laughs> he is. But that's, yeah, that's how I am with Iserman, too. It's like, is that a bad trade or am I just always going to be like, this guy's the smartest dude alive where it's a weird little it's a weird area to operate in. But I guess I'd rather have faith than be like, oh, just yeah, negative down. I don't know. I know we want to focus on Cade, but Eli, I want to ask you, how do you feel about Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes? Uh, I think they've done as well of a job so far as I mean I'm, I obviously we got to see the product on the field but I like the energy they're bringing uh, it's a lot better than the military dictatorship that was here for the past three years so okay, I mean I hate that guy. yeah we got to see but 
Uh, also in the news, Matthew Stafford's running back tore his Achilles, Cam which is just can't catch that. Yeah, can't catch a break. Obviously, he's used to not having a running game, but see, yeah, but that's just annoying. I know the one time he is gonna have one and just gone. Yeah, and it doesn't help that everybody's been gassing him up for the last few weeks. Exactly, I, I've been scared of this, dude. Yeah. Now I, it's crazy how like every day there's a new like. Stafford debate going on every single day. I'm like, I get he's in LA now, but what is like, what is happening? When's the last yeah. time there was like a Patrick Mahomes thing? It's just been Stafford. Stafford, Ooh, Stafford. That's a good point. Mahomes. Like, I think, I think it's just because we don't need to talk about him. Yeah. You know what I, I mean, like that, that's probably true. I feel like that's, that's evergreen enough that like, if something you said about Patrick Mahomes three months ago is still true today and will be true a year from now, you know what I mean? But with mm-hmm. Stafford, there's so much like revisionist history happening and there's so much, um, I guess for lack of better phrasing, people are telling on themselves a lot mm-hmm. with everything that they're saying right now. Um, and it's, I guess it's this weird, slow period. In NFL news, I got to say, the Pistons uh, are about to draft Cade. The Bucks are about to win a championship. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are falling apart. It's a great week. But it's, it's a, a really great, great week. week. The Tigers are, they've won the last four since the yeah. All-Star break. The Red Wings are making a pick on Friday. Like it is, this is a, a sweet, sweet time for the Detroit sports teams. Like the first, I was thinking about this earlier because we've had cool days where it's like, oh, Troy Weaver gets hired or like when they take Killian or when Iserman gets hired. But all those days are just products of how bad they are. Yeah. Like you're, you've been terrible. Like let's try to not be as terrible. I feel like this week, like what's about to go down the next few weeks is the first time. It's great because like things are actually like in reality, in real life improving, not just, oh, something that might help us in three years happened. It's like something that's going to help us tomorrow is happening right now it's cool we we hit rock bottom as Mm -hmm. all of our detroit teams probably 2020 maybe i'm 2019 2020 one of those two years yeah you know lions sucked none of our teams made the playoffs they all were had like top 10 picks (laughs) but there's only way one way to go like we're going up yeah. The whole the whole thing though, I feel like the last few years, it's there's only been one way to go. But the entire time, it's like, are we gonna go that way? Like, I don't yeah, know. we were bottom <laughs> feeders. We were just you know along the ocean, the bottom of the ocean for a few years. But now we're swimming back up. We're almost there. Who's Thank gonna God. be when we're in the finals next year? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? So right now, there's a lot of uh, ooh, is Chris Middleton in the conversation for Finals MVP? Which by the way, he's not. Um, it's annoying to me that we're finally seeing praise for Chris Middleton on a national level, but it's at the expense of Giannis, which is annoying to me. What I'm getting at here is when Detroit is in the finals in a year, yeah, who is going to be the finals MVP, but who's going to be the guy that people say is quote unquote in the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like who's mm. the Giannis and who's mm. the Chris in Detroit situation. Mm. If, if you want to be realistic, let's say 2025. I think the Yana, the cop out. I mean, it's Cade, right? Like, right. But I could, I, but I could see him being the Chris in this situation. Yeah, he could be too. But then, who's the Yana? Exactly. Jeremy. It's like Jeremy, but I don't think that's possible. Yeah, because he's not. Because when the 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 idea of having Jeremy as your primary scorer is amazing when you're trying to do what Detroit did this last season. But the reality is that he's destined to be a tertiary guy, which is Drew not Holiday. a bad thing. Drew, how again? And, and that's not a bad thing. 
So it's just like, I think maybe, Nick, maybe you're right. Maybe it is flipped. Maybe the, the Giannis is Cade, which Cade and Giannis are not on the same level. That's not what we're saying. I'm just yeah. for the for the sake of the comparison. Uh, and then Jeremy, another tertiary guy, would maybe be the runner-up. I want to throw Sadiq in there somehow, but I just don't think that it's see, possible. I could see him maybe being that Chris Middleton type where like he's just kind of cooking a little bit in the finals and it's like, oh, shit. Are we just, are we under hyping Sadiq? Are we over hyping Cade? What's going on here? I'm surprised Eli hasn't thrown uh, Dave's name in the ring. Uh, no, no Servitas. He might be on the <laughs> uh, might be taking a Motor City cruise. There you go. Okay. Next year, <laughs> it's a, someone was I was where was I talking to someone about this with? I think it was in like a Twitter space, and they're like, "Are you like excited to see Servitas play next year?" And it was like unironic. And I was like, I don't understand what it is with you guys and your infatuation with the 15th man. Like, I don't <laughs> get it at all. This happens every single year, whether it's Kyrie Thomas or Lewis King or Jordan Bone. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. You guys are like, well, this guy can play. He can play because he's in the NBA, but there's also a reason that he's the 15th man. And they're like, well, no, Servetus, like he has the size and he can shoot. And I'm like, look at his agent and it'll tell you uh, why he's on the team. Servetus is it's. I don't I I don't want to talk about Davida Servitas. I'm mad that I brought him up. Never mind. Eli, you've been you've been on his bandwagon for like ever. I swear to God. Hey, the first day he got drafted, I learned how to spell his name. And once I did that, I was invested. I'm yeah, fully yeah. on board. Once I learned how to spell your name and you're a foreigner like that, I'm I'm in. There's that no was me turning back. Learning, figuring out. I think it took me like a week before I could spell Sekud and Boya. And after I did that, I was unstoppable. But then when I learned how to spell Sfima uh, Hailuk, I was unlocked. Like once oh, yeah. I didn't have to look at Google or copy and paste, like once I knew how to do that, shut everything down. That dude uh, invented silent letters, I think. <laughs> just so many of them, like you, a thousand consonants that just don't get pronounced. Yeah. Speaking of Seku, unbelievable segue. I saw a little bit, little rustling going on on the Twitter sphere yesterday. He's just wearing a Sacramento Kings. Penny. Yeah, it was because he was working out with Rico Hines, who works for the Kings. So it was just sort of like, oh, we're doing a scrimmage here. I got these jerseys. Just throw one of these on. Like, that's literally it. And okay. I got to be honest, there was this small window where I was like, Seku for Bagley? I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, OK, so it's not actually happening. Um, I sent a lot of frantic texts about the Seku thing. And then five minutes later, I had to very quickly amend all of them and be like, never mind. He's not getting traded. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So yeah, Seku is still a piston and people can relax. He, yeah, I feel like Seku, what, what, what do you guys expect from him next year? I feel like he's a big, from what I see, like, ah, doesn't really get the run. Maybe fans want him to get, doesn't really live up the hype when he does get the run. Like, what are you guys looking for from him next year? Honestly, for me at the end of the season, he kind of picked it up a little bit. So he got DNP'd. Uh, in a 40-point loss to the New York Knicks. Mm. And after that game, it, like, something happened. Something changed. And he just was – he just had this really good stretch to close the year, kind of similar to when he first got thrown into the fire in his rookie year, which made people hyped up and have expectations for him. But we got to remember he's 20 years old. Like, yeah, he's going into his third year, but he's still 20 years old. There's a lot of room for growth. Uh, you're, you don't have to pay him for a few more years. Just let him develop. You know, he's going to make mistakes. There's going to be growing pains. He doesn't have the best hands in the world, (laughs) but 
you just got to let him learn how to swim a little bit, you know, throw him in the water, let him learn how to swim. He should be, if I'm thinking about the rotation next year, he should be the backup for, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, the way I'm looking at it right now. Um, it, it depends on what we do in the draft, but yeah. tentatively you could be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's also important to note that Seku's only been playing basketball for like six years. You yeah, know, so is, like is he wild. is still super raw. I don't think, has he turned 21 yet? I think he's oh. still only 20. If not, he's 21 max, but I'm pretty sure he's still 20. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, yeah, he came into the league at 18. Yep. And then when he had the Tristan Thompson dunk, we were all like, oh, Celtics. Or no, he had 24 <laughs> on Boston. And yeah. we were all like, hey, he's only 19 because, you know, the Tatum thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want him to play with the crews a lot next year. I'm going to be Probably honest. Will. I think, not, I think it, it hurt him a lot that we didn't have Grand Rapids this past season. Mm-hmm. So when the crews come back uh, or when the crews are a thing this upcoming year, I think for him and Saban as well, assuming he comes back, which again is contingent on what we do in the draft. Um, then that'll be fun. I also, one of the funniest things that Dwayne Casey has ever said was about Seku and Eli. I, yeah. You already know where I'm going with it. Was it, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it was like, Seku just needs to kiss some pretty girls. <laughs> no, it was. I actually listened to it the other day. Okay. It popped on the timeline. Uh, he said, Seku, he doesn't look like he's having fun out there. He should be having the most fun. He should have the most girls. There it is. I was like, man. <laughs> That what that you... quote just lit Piston's Twitter on fire. And that, that's right, because that got brought back up because Seku was posting pictures with his girl or something like that. Probably on yeah. Instagram or something. And everybody was like, oh, wow, Seku, Seku can pull. OK, yeah. all right. He might and, get minutes now. Yeah, he's getting girls. He's got, he sent that to Casey and he's like, I'm 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 ready. I did like, it, coach. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Dwayne is Dwayne's just building his rotations off who's like getting girls and making their beds. Like this dude and making an unorthodox, yeah. unorthodox coach I've ever heard of. My my favorite thing was when Pistons fans went back into that uh uh Oklahoma State film like a day in the life video for Cade, and they found a still of his bed perfectly made. Everybody's like sealed inside. Yeah. Cade's coming that, to Detroit. Those couple Eli. days were hilarious. Uh, Eli, are you 21 yet? No, I'm not next year. I'm next actually going to be 20 in three days. Wait, you're still only 19? Yeah. You're incredible. Young Nick, blood. You're, <laughs> Nick, you're older than me, aren't you? I just turned 24. Okay, yeah, so you're a little bit older than me. Uh, I'll just ask you, uh, I'll just ask Nick this, because Eli's a child and it won't apply. Hey, uh, Nick, uh, <laughs> how excited are you for the bar courtside at LCA? Oh, my God. I saw that. That looks that looks wild. Can I, I be know. honest? Yeah, go ahead. Please. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, like, I don't know if I'll ever go there because I'd imagine it's like, yeah. you're going to have to pay everything to get a seat yeah. there, but it looks cool. I'm good. Actually, I don't like how it looks. Really? Obviously, yeah, obviously a 3D rendering. I can't really judge it off of yeah. that, but I don't I just I don't like how I don't want to say it looks tacky because that, that's not the right word for it, but it just looks Eli, you you made a face like you agree with me. Can you articulate this better than I can? Because I don't like how it looks. I personally, as a fan, I mean, obviously I can't drink. And obviously those tickets are now going to be really a lot more expensive. But I like sitting in that spot. And now it's gone. Yeah, that yes. was one of the best places to sit. That is right. Yes. And you, you always get like the best value for sitting that close. Yep. Like, and like technically, I think you'll, you'll still be able to do it on the other side of the floor. 
but it's like now that's going to be it's going to be like it'll be sought after even more because that's the only like eli and i are going to be fighting over the same tickets now where otherwise i would just be like okay i'll just go sit on the other end of the floor um as far away from me as possible (laughs) (laughs) i'll still be able to hear you i'll still be able to hear you you will um wasn't there was there a game we were sitting right oh it was at the piston sixth yep you and i were in the same row yeah yeah that's I forgot that we've met before. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. Um, we need to reunite the Piston Six for when Cade comes we back. Do. That's like a that's an OG thing, even though it was only like we, three, we need like to three get years the, ago. We need to get the Pistons new social media people up to speed on like all that stuff. Yeah, we'll talk on off the air because I learned something recently, actually, that you'll be interested in. But oh, okay. I agree with you that ever since because they had a as, as the Pistons changed their regime. Like you said, so did the Pistons, uh, like their social team. There was like a complete, there was turnover and they're great. Like the Doug was great before, but their new team is great. Um, like they're actually hilarious. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, hey, where's all that Pistons six stuff? That was really fun. Uh, I also want to throw this out there. You guys probably noticed that the court was blue. My painting that. was blue. I like, I like that color. James Edwards, the third of the athletic. Go listen to the Bunny Cardigan show available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, he said it was nothing that he I had a feeling. Him. I that had he, a feeling. Yeah. But it's like, why would you do that though? Why is the rendering the wrong court? Right. <laughs> if you're like, gonna, why is that? If the you're, base? If you're going the, the, the distance to create that. Why would you, wouldn't you want to see what it actually right? looks like? <laughs> It's so weird. So I'm kind of like, I gotta be honest. I have to send out an apology, uh, to all the people that were asking for a rebrand quote unquote, if we get Cade. And I was like, the uniforms are fine. Shut up. I'm going to be honest. I saw that blue court and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm in. Do yeah. something. Do, they do, could, just, do, do, they do, could something. do something subtle where like they're kind of keeping the base of what, because I like the piston. I know people complain about the logo and the colors. I like how it's very I love the like, logo. simplistic. Very minimalist. But yes. they could, like there's room for them to like make a couple subtle moves to bring some new energy to it but also like keep what it is uh yeah i like i i agree i i think the logo is perfect i know people complain about it all the time which is annoying to me um i do understand wanting to go back to like the horse i totally get that i've also i finally did switch on team teal i am i am pro teal now i do want the teal to come back (laughs) seeing cade in in a teal swap Mm. yes i mm. would like that please um yeah i don't know eli i know you you've gone through a, a bunch of different fa- phases where you play graphic designer in 2k yeah and you did you haven't done that recently though uh well i mean all these guys are yeah. making like swaps and stuff yeah. and i'm like i'm like obsolete now you know i, I don't know how to use photoshop that well <laughs> Yeah, out real <laughs> they're not quick. they're not they're not uh paying homage they got to respect their elders i'm they're like not- dang man yeah. The thing I like, I like this logo right here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I like the teal. I like, obviously, I have a Grant Hill jersey right over there. But I just like this logo, man. Put put the red, white, and blue on. Just this logo yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah it looks that great. Nice. That's what um, I don't get, too, is it feels like every team in the NBA has, like, 15 jerseys, but Detroit has, like, three. Like, yeah. they could make, yeah, like you said, red, white, and blue with that horse logo. Or even I saw edit of Cade in one of like the throwback, just playing like Pistons jerseys. Yeah. Like, there's so much they could do that they just don't. I don't know why. I, how do you guys feel about the um 
the lightning jerseys. I like those. I like those those ones. I'm a fan. Like those Um, are another. Why don't they just wear those a couple times? 100%. Why not? I mean, the last time we wore them was almost 20 years ago, I think. Probably like like 17 years ago or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, going to work team. Right, yeah. I I just remember like Chauncey wearing it. Like that's the picture that's in my head, yeah. Um, Shoot, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Nick, you were talking about how like a bunch of NBA teams have like 15 uniforms. I think the reason why it feels like we have so few is because we've been wearing the chrome ones for like three years. Yeah, I don't like that's what I'm saying. Like how I know Big Sean like just got hired this year or whatever, but whoever was running the creative side of the Pistons like – I any I feel like any of us would just improve immediately yeah. if we were given yeah, the chance. I, I I'm pretty sure the chromes are done. I'm I'm like 90% sure that 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 this past year was the final year of us wearing them. And starting next year, we'll have two new alternates unless they bring back what were we wearing this year? Oh, the Motor City ones, yeah. which by the way, I liked. Yeah, I mean they're I'm I'm indifferent to them. They're I just thought it was a waste of space because we already have a really nice blue jersey. Yes. Yeah, I so agree it was just like, oh, okay, now we have another one, but now we don't get anything different. Yeah. And like, I, go ahead, Nick. It's like, the, I was going to say, it's just like they are like self-sanctioning themselves. Like we can only wear these four jerseys all year. Like we can't, we can't wear a bunch of them. We just can't do it for some reason. Well, it's because, and people always cite like the weird, uh, you can only bring back classic uniforms, so to speak. If it's like an anniversary year. And so people are like, okay, so we can't have the teal for a few months, which by the way, bullshit rule. Yeah, what, so what, does, what are you even, okay, why? My question is how does that rule like only seem to apply to the Pistons? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> the Grizzlies seem like the Grizzlies always have some cool jerseys. The Hornets always have some cool. Yeah. The jazz, like, why does that only apply to us? Why do we yeah. have to follow the rules? Well, and it's they also just get new ones. Like what you could do is you could still make, a modernized jersey of the teal that exactly. isn't a throw. I cannot fucking believe I'm saying these words. Bring back the teal. Like you can use. I'm teal proud of you. And- <laughs> <laughs> you can use. See, people. Uh, success usually changes people for the worse. Success has just changed me. <laughs> I've, just, I've now become. Yeah, I'm come. I've become pro teal. Um, but no, like you can just do a like, have nothing to do with like the old horse or anything like that. Just throw teal on anything and it will fly off the shelves. It's it's That's maddening. It. It's maddening that there's there's like we could actually just list off 20 different ways they could make new cool jerseys and they just don't eat, see it or refuse to do any of them. It makes How, me sick. Do you guys plan on being there on opening night? I do, I'm for yeah. sure going to look into it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm. I'm spending all of the money in the world to be at that game. Like I, I will pay any price. Dude, it's going to be electric in that he, place. Oh my gosh. Hearing Mason talk about Cade, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma fire. state. Are you kidding me? Fire me at six, up, eight brother. from Oklahoma state. Oh my God. Come Eli. on, man. I've thought about this. You know, oh it's yeah. Funny. It's, I was going to say, Eli, you're a huge Mason guy. I like your Mason, you're, Mason is goaded. Right, His daughter like, follows me on Twitter. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to ask, but I was like, no, that's a weird question. I was going to say, do you have any predictions for what Mason's going to say? You just did it. Yeah. And it uh, depends what number he wears. He wears yeah, eight, eight, six, eight, oh. number eight from Oklahoma state. What Come would you on. guys, what's the worst mm. number with it? What do you not want Cade to wear? Cause I was talking to my brother and he's like, what do you think about zero? And I was like, 
I'd be yeah, okay with zero. That's okay. I'd be fine with it. That's it fine. would erase a lot of Pistons fans that hate Andre Drummond's memory. I, yeah. See, that's exactly what I said. Is I was like, there's a there's something weirdly poetic, and like there's a joke in there somewhere about Cade wearing zero and Andre. I was like, I don't know how to form that joke, but it's there certainly. Um, I, some people have thrown out edits with him wearing, I think, twelve. Twelve. Some I've of, seen double zero, which is terrible. Um. Two, no he one, could wear two, couldn't he? No, it's Chuck two? Daly is, is retired. Fuck, yeah. um, That's can, always weird to me. That's Chuck Daly got two. I mean, I get it because, like, yeah. I guess he won two championships, but, like, they could have done, like, maybe a banner that has two trophies on it or something like that. Yeah, or just – yeah, I don't know, because two looks really cool in a Pistons Yeah, uniform. it's a great yeah. number. It's and they retired, they retired Jack McCloskey with GM. GM. Yeah, so nobody they wears. Done this something isn't, similar. Yeah, this isn't the longest yard. Nobody's wearing yeah. GM on their jersey. If Frank Jackson <laughs> leaves, what do you think about five? I like five. I like five anything nice. single digit. If yeah, just yeah. Single give me single digits, nice. and it's yeah. perfect. Like if he comes out wearing like eighty three, I'm gonna be hurt, dude. I said <laughs> I was like, what if he pulls like a Luca, and he's just like ninety nine. Or like 97. It's just something, some crazy number. I would be kind of on board with it the, because it's so yeah. wild. He would make it cool. Like after yeah. a yes. month, we'd be like, this number's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, thought about this for like myself. If I was like an NBA player, like yeah. I want to make a certain number cool. Mm-hmm. Davidas yes. Servetus did it. 91. <laughs> 91. Right? People yeah. forget that. You know, that's 91. People, People don't know that. that. <laughs> okay. I, well, can we dig into Cade as far as Nick? You and me, you posted that shirt, the little clip of your video. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're the funniest dude in the world. Oh, my God. What the Rockets take him. How do those people? I wish we could, like, line those people up like a, like a police lineup. Just like, how, do, how stupid do you guys feel now? Yeah, put the He's spotlight here. on him. My favorite thing, comment. Yeah, keep commenting that on my videos. It just makes me more money. Just better exactly. for the algorithm. Keep saying it. I, I guess there was all the there was a ton of, like, smoke and mirrors, like random reporters saying, oh, the Pistons looking into this, looking into that. Um, I'm glad it's just like confirmed now him being at the Tigers game yesterday. If they would trade that pick, it's like the reason, the reason you're bad in sports is to get the chance to draft a guy like Cade. And then you just don't do it. I would have, I would have never watched them again. Maybe. I think it is perfectly because what you have to understand is that like Cade did have a meeting with Detroit, with Detroit that did happen he was at a Tigers game with Dwayne Casey and Sadiq Bay that did happen and Troy and Troy and his trainer but who cares um which I just want to throw out Buddy's Pizza did like my tweet when I said <laughs> I know Eli you saw it I said did we get Cade some Buddy's Pizza uh so I hope that they did but anyways um the draft is a week away the Pistons have to do their due diligence, whether it be via Zoom or they get flown in or something happens. They will have meetings with Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. You know what I mean? Like, I, again, I don't know when or how they're going to do that. Like, I don't I, I it's it would be weird for me to imagine that they give the same red carpet treatment to them that mm-hmm. they did to Cade. But those they're still going to have conversations regardless, because that's your job as an organization. And as Troy as the general manager to you know explore all the options so it's like as much as i am like sold on of course it's Cade. 
I think it's important that there's a distinction between it being Cade and yesterday being like a 100% he's coming here because even though he is, that's not quite the indication. Again, because we've had meetings with other guys, we're going to have meetings with a bunch of dudes still to come. So it's like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But yes, Cade's the pick. He's a piston. So buy the jerseys. And another thing, I'm pretty sure these GMs don't get to talk to these guys like ever again once they get drafted until like free agency hits or something. So like if you're a GM, obviously you want to make like a good impression on them for the future because that's your last chance yeah. until, until they hit free agency. So it's important that you just talk to as many people as possible. And yeah, I, doubt, I doubt we'll be seeing Jalen Green and Evan Mobley in a tiger suite yeah, at no. Comerica Park. <laughs> no, no. And by the way, I'm pretty sure they're about to go on a road trip. Detroit plant. This was calculated. They're like, we got to make sure that we get Caden town when the tigers are here. And then when we have to, if we have to do interviews with other people, the tigers are out of town. Sorry. sorry. Oh my God. There's nothing to do here. Oh, <laughs> I'm that sucks. I'm so sorry. Um, when I, Gosh. when we, when we all go to opening night, have you guys ever spent money at the team shop in LCA? No, no, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not that no. brave. Exactly. Okay. I was saying this the other day. I don't think I'm going to have a choice. I'm going to have to get something Cade related, whether it's like the people call them jerseys. I hate that. I call them Jersey t-shirts. I realize that's just the longer, <laughs> just the longer version of Jersey, but whether it's that or an actual Jersey, I, I have to get something Cade related. I will spend the $275 or however much it is. Um, I have to. They're going to sell a million K jerseys. Oh. So many K jerseys. Oh, I can't even, I guess they probably, yeah, they definitely haven't put them on sale yet, but like the second the pick is made in a week, they're going to, they're going up and they're going to sell a yeah. trillion of them. So you can technically pre-order it right now. I got an email and a text about it and the Pistons tweeted about it. So you can, they have something going right now where you can pay for a Jersey, which will end up being whoever the oh. first pick is which is gotcha. so it's going to be Cade so technically you're pre-ordering a Cade jersey it will ship out four to six weeks after draft day when his contract has officially been signed and he has his number verified by the NBA like his jersey number and then you get it sent out so technically you can buy a Cade jersey right now do you guys remember <laughs> um during the Bucks series I don't know if you guys remember this during the Milwaukee Bucks series uh, against Detroit in 2019 is game three or game four in Detroit. And a guy was walking around with a Zion Pistons Jersey. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't have a lottery pick. It was actually, it was a Zion Knicks Jersey. Is that what it was? Yep. I, he was right in front of me at the game. Oh, there you go. He was wearing a number witness. one Zion Knicks Jersey. Was it blue? Is that why it I'm was thinking blue. maybe it, it was, was Pistons? Blue okay. Orange, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, what a fever dream that whole like four months was. Jeez. I hope that guy's doing okay. He must have been kind in of a dark a, place. Kind of fun though. It's kind of a fun joke in retrospect. Yeah, oh you know my what I mean? God, of course it is. Like to have that jersey as it's like a it's like a, it's just a relic, a time. It's just that's great. Just is is the next. It just represents yeah. what it is to be the next. That's one thing that sucks is now we're going to have to start talking about the Knicks pretty soon in like a positive light, because the reality is that their team building has actually been pretty good ever since Leon Rose got there. And I got to be honest, I'm still not ready to say nice things about the Knicks. They were so cool. Like I loved that playoff series, even though they kind of got dominated. Those games at MSG were awesome to watch. Awesome. 
Eli, you d- I actually don't know your opinion on this. And again, Nick, I'm sorry. I know you keep wanting to talk about Cade. And I'm just like, so anyways, this other thing. <laughs> um, Eli, I, you strike me as someone who would has nothing nice to say about Julius Randle. Um, I pretty much this year said he's like a glorified version of what Blake Griffin was in 2019, just because he plays for the Knicks. Well, that's pretty good though, right? Yeah, that is good. That's yeah. good. Um, but glor- the glorified part. Sure. But even then the, we, yeah. I mean, we talk about Blake is like, he was, that was the best season of his career. So we're like, but then dark horse Julius, yeah, yeah. Then Julius fell apart in the playoffs and yes. then he showed his true colors, which Blake, <laughs> Blake did physically fall apart in the, yeah. in the, I don't like that joke. I no, I love Blake. Parallels. Mattress, mattress I, on his knee. You don't like when I say that <laughs> parallels. He was on a, he was on a podcast. He was on part of my take and they were asking him about that knee brace, like a few months after that series happened. And uh, they were like, was it even that knee? Was it just the other knee? And you were just faking people out that you had the brace on the fake knee so that, you know, people would thought that was pretty funny. And they made fun of him for how big it was. If I could ever have a conversation with Blake, I would be like, I would ask him about the knee brace because it was the funniest thing it I've ever seen in my life. Literally a pillow taped to your knee. Yes. I, also, I still can't believe he played in that series. Like, man why you it really took one just save yourself like you know what the problem was is he wouldn't let the beard come back and yeah. it, i'm sorry after that season he just kept shaving and he wouldn't let it come back and if he did that was it that was like michael's secret stuff it was blake's beard that was where his powers were what was blake thinking the knees would have been healthy he'd still would have been throwing down windmills what's he thinking what if Cade wears 23 down yeah. How would you feel sure. about Eli? That? Eli. How would <laughs> I feel about that? I mean, I said he could wear five, which is technically a special number to me. Um, because of who wore it before. Austin Day. Austin Day. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> what number was Gigi? Why do I feel like he was five? Um, what number was Gigi? I think he was like 40 something, maybe. No way. 14. Eli, I'm going to make this point. Look it up while I'm making this point. Gigi, that told me. Maybe it was like 11 or something. I think it was it was double digits for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Isaiah Thomas's number. <laughs> Only for him. Yeah. <laughs> they made the Gigi, exception. Gigi gets Isaiah they Thomas made the exception number. for the dude I've literally never heard of. I think it would only be annoying because Pistons fans would see it as super petty and it would just add to the fuck Blake Griffin thing that people try to do, which I already don't like. So I actually think I wouldn't like it just because of what would ensue. But I do love the visuals of Cade wearing 23, if that makes sense. So what number did Gigi that that told me wear? Uh, he I said he wore 14 or 13. 13. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not well, bad. if this is the price is right, then you won. I That's guess. That's not bad. I hope mm. he just goes single digits. I feel like those are every sport for me. Just single digits are always my favorite numbers. They're just so clean. So probably eight then. That would be Cause, nice. Because Killian's seven. Hamadou is six. Frank is five. Can't wear four. Can't wear three. Can't wear one. What about Wayne Ellington? What about Wayne Ellington? He's Oh, right. I'm sorry. I was thinking he was 20, but he's not 20 he's anymore because Josh is 20. I'm sorry. You're right. You're is right. He under contract next year. No, he's not. All right. Well, no. Sorry. It. I keep. I like. I said. I. I forgot that Josh wears 20 now because that. That's what Wayne was before when he was here. So I forgot. Um, I actually think there's a pretty decent possibility that Wayne comes back, and we just we just do what we did this past year and run it back at the deadline, you know, mm. and just try to ship him off to a contender. If this, which I feel like he's probably at a point in his career where he's serviceable enough where he just wants to take the Langston Galloway route 
and play 13th man on a championship team Try or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I like Langston. I don't know why I'm saying mean things about him. Well, it's um, not mean. That's, that's fine. I feel like that's fine. Yeah. I just I want to do that too. I wish he was playing in the finals. Cause I love him. Such a cool yeah. dude. I don't know. Very cool guy. I don't blame you though. Or I don't blame him either. Like if I played on a joke of a team for three years, the fourth year, I'm probably like, it'd be cool to win like <laughs> once a week. Like that'd be that'd be kind of nice, like to not always yeah, be pissed. He doesn't care about Cade Cunningham the way that we do. Like yeah. he's got stuff to do. We got I hope, time. I hope Cade goes zero. I think. I think this conversation has affirmed to me. I hope he goes zero. I think I'm in on that number. If if all if every number was on the board, I feel like this is such a like who I feel like this is such a niche conversation. We've spent <laughs> so much time talking about what number Cade is going to wear. Just consuming our minds. So I'll ask this, and then we'll stop talking about Cade and what numbers he's going to wear. Every number is on the board. Nothing's retired. What would you give Cade? Two. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. What's the is is eleven the runner up? Because that would look good on him. Eleven would be sick. That would look real good on him. But but it's two. Yeah, two, two for sure. I think. I mean, he looks fantastic in the number two. Something about it. It just mm. plays off his eyes so brilliantly. It's incredible. I got another question for you guys. So saw some stuff on Twitter. Don't know how it would work. I think it was like some weird three way trade that would involve the Pistons. I, I saw something that was like, what if the Pistons got offered two and three for one? You guys make that trade? Yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you have to. I it's think that's a, like the only way I trade the pick. Which let's just be clear, like you said, that cannot happen. No. Yeah, I don't know how I just it saw it on Twitter somehow. <laughs> like I don't know how it would be. Because work. someone there is getting screwed. Someone's like someone's giving up three to get to one, or someone's giving up two to get to one. Do you know what I mean? But then, yeah. then there's but then there's someone who's getting left out. And unless they're getting someone ridiculous, like yeah. if they're getting like a Jeremy Grant, Jared Allen hall like just yeah. something i mean that's not even that great for but but like just something stupid you know um but yeah it just doesn't work but yeah i would i would do that in a heartbeat i also don't like the pistons fans lie and say that they wouldn't do shea gilgis alexander and six for number one you should do that you wouldn't do, you would do that yes See, I, would maybe, I think i would maybe ride it out with one in that case shea gilgis alexander is gonna be like a top 10 player in like five years and i i Cade could be the same but we just know what, and especially because then you could also walk away with like James Booknight. Yeah, that would be right. Yeah, like I you're mean, not, it's not just Shea for Cade. You're also getting the second best score in the draft. So that's right. Yeah. That it makes sense. Like it's by no means, is it like a bad trade? I think, I guess this might be a bad way of looking at it too, but with Cade, like this revitalization, shout out Troy Weaver, or is that what he always says? Or like restoring, restoring, restoring. Restore. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like getting Cade, like getting a flagship guy that's only ever played for Detroit. I feel like that means something kind of like being the guy, like the new face, yeah. not, not SGA. Who's been a couple places already. I have two questions. Uh, I already forgot one of them. Eli, who is the worst player you would trade the first pick for? Um, tough off the top of your head to kind of just rack through 400 players, but it is, it is just um, one guy. One Shay, Shay is pretty top yeah. of the list. Uh, worse Ben Simmons. Man. What, do, what no. do you think about that? No, pass, I'm not. saying no pass, on Ben pass, Simmons. Pass, pass, okay. Pass. He's too bad. Okay. Too bad. Um, Bradley too bad. Beal. 
Bradley Beal. No, I, I just can't. I can't. I need to. I need to like a Shea is like the perfect. Yes. Perfect player because he's young and he he's shown he can be like pretty much a star in the league. Uh, if he plays. Aiton. No. Pass. I think really? you can. I think you can find players like DeAndre Aiton a lot easier than you can find players like Cade. Brandon Ingram. Pass. That one. That one's interesting when you add their picks in, and yeah, that one's that one's interesting. Brandon Ingram and ten, which by the way they wouldn't do, but whatever. Let's just say it. I don't think I would do it, but I could see why maybe some people would do it. What do you think about the the reports that are like the Pels are going to give Toronto the tenth pick to get Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade? You like that? That's weird to me because I just don't know what the Pels like timeline is. I don't yeah. know what they're <laughs> sooner rather than later, doing. according to Zion's camp, because they're like mad that they're not winning a championship in two years. And it's like, OK, like I feel like you hired SVG because you wanted to win and then you didn't win with Sam Van Gundy because, you know, he's just kind of an old head. But it's it, they're weird. They're really weird. Their roster construction, the way they're doing things. David Griffin is sus. I will say that everyone was everyone was praising the guy when he got like 50 first round picks when they traded AD. It was yeah, like, and all those picks are bad. I don't know yeah. why people those that that's I like I don't like to quote Bill Simmons, but <laughs> this like these major trades where teams are asking for four quarters for a dollar. You look at the James Harden trade. You look at the Andy yeah. Davis trade where you you trade away this major asset for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, those first round picks depreciate the moment you trade them. Because they're going to be in the low 20s or the high 20s, rather. They're going to be 25 to 30 for the next four or five years. So as soon as you make those picks, they're going to be terrible. They're not valuable. So, like, unless you're packaging them to then to get something else later, like, if you draft there, they're not that great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they made they made the Drew Holiday trade, too. Yeah. Those Milwaukee picks are going to be, man, like 28, 29, 30. Yes. Which, by the way, this year, it's going to be 30. I just want to throw that's that out just, there man <laughs> you're better off having the 31st pick just because yeah. of like salary and stuff yeah um that's been the entire thing with kate it's like oh what if oklahoma city makes him a godfather offer with like five of these picks it's like dude the whole point of getting those picks the whole point of picks is to try to be able to draft kate and then like yeah it would just give that opportunity away it makes no sense let me throw this out there you talk about the worst player you would trade for uh kate cunningham Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota doesn't do that, but would you do that? I'd think about it. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a that's tough better. Story. That's better than Aiton for me. I agree with I'd that. Still have to think about it. I agree with that. So I should have asked this player first because it's a definite no. But I gotta throw it out there, D'Angelo Russell. Nah. Okay. Yeah, no. I just had to make sure because um, I I feel like Killian already if he develops more can be a D'Angelo Russell type guy. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Okay. Well, D'Angelo. Okay. I have some takes on that. I don't hate that though. RJ Barrett. Nah, I'm good. That's like just trade down and get Jalen green. If you're <laughs> going to trade for RJ, Barrett, you know, just Fact. take Jalen green. Yeah. Uh, anyone from Sacramento. I, I really like Darren Fox. I, like I still Fox. wouldn't do it, but yeah. I really like him. Okay. What if it was, what if it was, I can't do that. Now I would not see Michael Porter Jr. That's an interesting Ooh. one. 
Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I'm obsessed with the idea of just having a ball handler, like your best players being the ball handlers. So, sure. like, anybody like that, we can talk. We can talk. That's yeah. why the big men, I'm more like, eh. Well, and he really can, do it. I mean, he can score, right? That's the biggest thing with Michael. I mean, the guy can yeah, flat nasty. out score. He's absurd. Uh, I remember his uh, – where did he go to school? I'm totally blanking. Missouri. Right. I was gonna make, Missouri. Missouri. That's right. Going into his uh, – I almost said his rookie year, his freshman year, it was like Michael Porter Jr. is the number one pick. It is not close, open and shut. It's not a discussion. Then he has the back injury. He plays like three games at the end of the year, and then everyone's kind of like, okay, we don't actually know what Michael Porter Jr. is going to be. Turns out he could, he's really good. He's actually – he's pretty dumb up here, but he's a really good basketball <laughs> he's player. He's good at shooting basketballs. Yeah, and – but no, I want Cade. I want Cade. Yeah, instead. me too. I want, like, the allure of, like, oh, he's unknown. We haven't seen him yet. The new kid, like, he's had the hype through high school and college. Detroit, when's the last time – I guess if you count Blake, like, when's the last time the Pistons have had a face where it's like, hopefully this dude's here for the next 10 years at least. Like, I want that. I want the new age. I want the new – the new guard. I I'm curious what you guys would think about this. You guys know when Blake got here, pretty much all you saw at LCA was number 23 jerseys. Like mm-hmm. Blake jerseys sold a lot. How quick do you think Cade sells more jerseys than Blake? The first the, by the, January. Yeah, the I don't like instantly. I think I think the like that opening night. Yeah, those sales at LCA, they're going to be swimming in it. They're yeah. going to sell out. I feel yes. like of yeah. Cade jerseys. No, for sure. And I, I think like by January, maybe a little bit excessive. I think in his rookie year, though, they like yeah, a hundred percent. Um, that's a really fun question. Like, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. I'm going to steal that Go for Bunny Cardigan. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to ask James that on the show. I like that question a lot. Uh, and I'm not going to give you credit. No, I'm just kidding. I'll give you credit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Now I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get there early. When at, at LCA, and when do you think? What was your, Eli? What was your nickname for the uh the outdoor plaza for the Pistons, like the Chevrolet Chev- Plaza? Chevrolet Plaza, yeah, yeah. You like we that need idea? To do, we need to do a thing like the Bucks have, obviously yes, on a smaller dude. scale, because they have a giant screen yes, out there. Bro. Well, right now they, yes. yeah, yeah. So, and, so when I went to uh uh Nick, when is this coming out? When is this episode coming out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, so on the twenty, you will be dancing in the streets of Milwaukee. So yes, as of so by the time people are listening to this, I'm home from Deer District. But once we're done recording this, I'm going to Milwaukee for Game Six. I was there in June. Uh, I mean this in the most endearing way. The drunkest fans on the planet. Just a bunch of like Miller lights just everywhere, <laughs> and it's like it's just so much fun. And the entire time. I was like, I want this to be Detroit yes. so bad, but I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I just, that, that environment and like having people just be that confident that their team is better than everybody else. And it being rational, like Eli, you and I do this all the time. Like we're dumb. We're idiots. We know Detroit's not making the finals next year, but of course they are sort of they a thing. Are, yeah. I just want Pistons fans to be so confident and be in that like open environment and just like, slamming beers and like i don't know i just i'm very excited for that and deer I district just, is awesome i want like a opportunity for fans to do that be like hey we might not win but like let's do it but we yeah. haven't been this excited for a playoff series or a game or whatever in forever let's go drink every bud light in our site and hang out in that square outside lca who's uh so the biggest thing for game six in, in milwaukee is brandon jennings is there he's in I milwaukee right now is he 
Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Dude, it's happening. They can't lose. They can't lose. <laughs> Bucks and no. six. Dude, I, I, they got Scott Foster on the – I don't want to be oh, predictive. Dude, Scott Foster really – Scott Foster oh, is on the call. It. That's and it. It's... So, uh, in Chris – I don't want to be too predictive because this might age super poorly if Milwaukee loses. But uh, going into the game, uh, in their last 13 games, Chris Paul is 1-12 when Scott Foster officiates. Tony Brothers is also officiating. Bucks are five and one in their last six with Tony brothers. Bucks the league, the league is like this COVID shit is getting real again. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> like give this to Milwaukee. I um, saw something saying they're having like, they increased the capacity of the deer district for tonight. 65,000. Yeah. That's, and there are 20,000 inside. And I'm like, there's going to be like a riot. Like Dude, winter what, is like, there's going to be, do you know a riot. what the capacity has been like before this increase 25. Yeah. That's insane. And it looks like everybody <laughs> who lives in Milwaukee is there a hundred percent. And uh, when I was there before, I don't know if you guys watched game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Eli. Okay. So Nick, this is for you then remember in the battle of the bastards when John is getting, he's getting suffocated and he's climbing at the top of the pile. That's Iconic. your district. Yeah. That's Deer District. I'd be so I'd actually be worried. Five thousand. Yeah, I'm a um, little worried for you now. Like if let, they win, dude, you're gonna have to be like. Well, especially because I'm gonna be filming. Yeah, I'm gonna be talking to a bunch of drunk people. But anyways, um, so Brandon Jennings is at the game. Obviously, culturally for Milwaukee fans, that's it's immeasurable, right? The importance of that because he's the originator of the Bucks and Six thing. I just looked over at my Brandon Jennings jersey, <laughs> signed, signed <laughs> on the wall. No big deal. No big deal. Um. Who is that for Detroit? If we're in the finals, who do we need there? You know what I mean? Because if we're just, we're just going to say someone from the going to work or the bad boys teams, right? We don't have like this weird niche player, like Brandon the entire Jennings squad, the entire going to work squad, like Ben Wallace. He, he picked Cade. Full yeah, oh, that's true. He watches Cade win it all. Or he didn't pick Cade, but he won Cade. Nah, he picked Cade. You had it right. Yeah, yeah. I want he Will Bynum and Antonio McDice there. Ooh, with McDice. I like that. Can, Miggity, I'll, diggity, dice. I'll throw out Rodney Stuckey. <laughs> It's like another good one. Charlie V, Ben Gold. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> Bring them all back. Anybody who's yeah. ever worn the Pistons. Jason Maxiel. Jason Maxiel. Allen Iverson. I'm sure no, he'd be no, really happy. Yeah, no, he no, hated us. Tolliver. Bring Tolliver back. Us. Josh no, Smith. Like... Josh Smith. I, I, I like the Anthony Tolliver <laughs> one. I like that. Genuinely. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, Kalen Lucas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm down. Hometown <laughs> oh, boy. Man. Yeah, hometown boy. Yeah, get him in there. It's now Appling's the one I'm thinking of. Appling's been the one. Oh, he's that's just tough, so sad, man. He's had a tough go. That. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it, I wish. I just wish we had like a bigger meme. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like still TBD. That could happen. I just, I just wish that there was something that we could like. I don't know. Cause what, what, what are we calling this team? Are we calling them the back to work team? I kind of feel like I, I coined that a little bit when we won the lottery that day. Sure. Back to work. That. Back to work. Yeah. Back to work. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. Someone, I don't know. Someone said, uh, I forgot what someone said. Core core four for four for number four like the champ but that kind of you know eh, i got kind of confused it's a lot of fours got yeah i got confused four I'm four like, for four core you know, four, I, four 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 i got the old wendy's i got caught up in the moment of all the Cade hype yesterday i tweeted something that ended up being super dumb uh i tweeted 
because somebody said it to me and I tweeted it again in all caps, little Cade arena for LCA. And I was like, <laughs> no, nah, that sucks. Little Cade. That's not I like back to work. I like back to work. That's good. Print the like shirts, that's Nick. probably going to stick. Give Eli's royalty check. That's, that's going <laughs> to stick. I think. Give me all a right. 10% discount code on the back to work shirts. <laughs> Fucking done. Are you kidding me? Done. <laughs> done um i'll let you guys go let's make some predictions for tonight i mean i think we're all riding with the bucks like nick you start i don't need i don't do i need to give my it's bucks and six this game's over i don't know how drunk i'm gonna be i don't know what's gonna happen uh if i'll even be able to record uh i don't i 200 to nothing i don't know yeah bucks are gonna win that seems right Giannis is going for at least 90 i think sure facts eli how about you uh, I said on Tony D's show yesterday, I can't see the Bucks losing at home in six. Now I know Brandon Jennings is going to be there, man. It's Scott cool. Foster's refing. Like, I think uh, Larry done. Sanders might be there as well. Oh, it's done. Yeah, it's, it's done. a wrap. It's a wrap. It's over. Yeah, I it's hope done. the Bucks win. I love Giannis, dude. He's like one of my favorite players after this year. He's, I love the guy. I really. I need Ersan Ilyasova there, too. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Is he still in the league? Wasn't he just yeah. with the Pistons? Yeah. yeah, he's in uh what Utah? Utah. Yeah. Ursan. Make the trip, Ursan. Everyone's welcome in Milwaukee tonight. One of the one of the best charge drawers I've ever seen play. <laughs> His best skill. Yeah, 100 percent 100 percent That would be if I played in the NBA, I'd I'd like to be a guy that just shoots threes and takes charges. I don't need to dribble. I not, don't need not to makes defense. your threes, just takes them. Yeah. Yeah, just take them and give me some positive reinforcement. Even if I miss, like, keep my spirits up. That's all. Well, as long as you're drawing charges, you'll just be Tony Allen. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll take that all day. All right, fellas. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Nick, enjoy your time. Be safe. We don't need any Jon Snow. The Veil. There will be no Knights of the Veil. <laughs> so be safe. <laughs> enjoy. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, folks. Appreciate everybody listening. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, you can find Nicholas Hankel on Twitter at Nicholas Hankel. Also check him out at the Bun and Cardigan show with James Edwards of The Athletic. Also on YouTube, Motown Noah. The dude's fucking killing it. He's blowing up like nothing I've ever seen. So check him out there. Eli Bashi at Eli Bashi NBA. Also all day Eli's. <laughs> My man's is running a couple accounts now. He made a promise. He made a promise to stop using his big NBA account if the, if the Pistons won the lottery. I think he's still kind of flip-flopping, a little torn, but check him out. Eli Bashi. Um, again, thank you to those guys for joining me. I had a good time as always. Appreciate everybody listening. If you're new here, please subscribe, rate, follow the podcast. Weekly, sometimes bi-weekly episodes. Once football season get clo- gets closer, we'll probably go bi-weekly when there's just more to get into on a weekly basis. But for now, weekly episodes, again, like I said at the top, Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, and then U of M, MSU. Appreciate you listening. I'm Nick Bradley. You can check me out on Twitter at Nick Second String, the Detroiter podcast as you're listening to me here in the Second String podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. Please, please have a fantastic day. Oh, no, yeah. Cade Cunningham is a piston, baby.